Welcome to the Fort Bragg PWPC podcast. We're so excited to be meeting in person again. This week, we had the amazing Diana Jerkins join us. Last year, she held our Titus II position, and this year, she is running a nonprofit for military families called Rick's Place. They have a recreation area for military families, summer camp for children eight and up, plus so much more. Diana and her amazing daughters are sharing about discipleship in a parent-child relationship. And yes, Diana's amazingly talented daughter also led us in worship. Thank you so much for joining us. And that is in our... Um, in this presence now under your voice, God. We just pray that you cover them and that you protect them and that you keep them and that they, you have a special message just for them today, God. If they may need healing, God, we pray that they are healed. If they may need peace, God, we pray that they have peace. If their husbands are deployed, God, we just pray, God, that you, you let them know that they are not alone and you are with them through whatever they're going through, God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you so much, Deshaun. So she is assembling the prayer team. So if anybody wants to be part of the prayer team, it's like cooler than the Avengers. There's no cape, no boots, but it's still, they are awesome prayer warriors. They got their, you know, helmet of salvation and all that. Hi, Renee. All right. So I just want to thank all of you. Uh, We do have all this crazy uh, rules and regulations that we have to follow. But you know what? Anything that we are encountering I think we have it pretty easy compared to the first century uh, Christians. So praise the Lord. So happy to have all of you guys here. Just a couple quick things, housekeeping. Hi, Amy. Calling everybody out here. Um, I'm a bit of a tigger and I love hugs. Um, I'm hugging everybody right now. All right, so we will continue in this fashion. We will have the school-age child activities. And until further notice, we won't have watch care, but we will continue to love on your babies. Tanya back there has been doing children's ministry for a decade. She led it over at Chapel Next, and so it's good stuff. This month, we are going to be discussing discipleship relationships. It doesn't matter if you only come one day or if you come all four, there's going to be something for you. It's it's not uh, sequential. But so today we're going to be discussing discipleship between the parents and the children. Next week we'll be discussing discipleship between spouses. The next week we will be discussing discipleship within friendships. And then last we'll talk about discipleship relationship between us and God. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce our spiritual life, Jen Cook. ladies how are you okay (laughs) we're gonna do a giveaway of the wife of a soldier book that a journey of faith that diana jurgens has written and we're gonna do it by a question of a couple we're gonna give two away so the first one is who has been married the least amount of time so let's do less than 10 years. Raise your hand if it's less than 10 years. All right. How about less than five? All right. Four? Three. Three? Are you three also? Yellow mask? You're four. Okay. Three? You win it. What's your name? 
I didn't hear her. All right. <laughs> Exciting. And so we're in this time of COVID and I think more stress too. And Amber was talking about how she didn't get much sleep last night. And I didn't get much sleep last night, but hers was related to PWOC baby. Mine was related to my baby, baby. <laughs> He's four months old and he was up, I think, six, seven times last night. Of course, I don't want to call that spiritual attack. I just want to call that uh, character building right there. So um, who was up five times last night? No one was up five times. Did you ladies all sleep through the night? How about two? Two? Okay, let's go up one. Three, four. Okay, so we both have three here, right? Up three times? Hmm, how can we do this tiebreaker? You have one already? Oh, okay. So, Jessica, you win it. All right, we're so glad that you guys came out today, and I'm going to hand it back to, I'm going to hand it back to you. Amber? All right. that we have to follow and so we will have to be out of the building at 10 o'clock so at 9:59, we're going to be like let's go get our kids and then we'll head out of here go ahead Allie Check. Thank you. <laughs> Through it all, my eyes are on you. 
through it all, through it all, my eyes are on you. Through it all, through it all, it is well. Through it all, through it all, my eyes are on you. It is well with me. It is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. Oh, it is well. It is well. Ladies, you can take a seat. Well, I know that I speak for the board, even though I'm not on the board this year, that it is well with my soul. That is a heart cry that each and every one of you can say that and mean it, that your heart is in a place because of what Ellie, she's saying in those words, because of who he is, because of who Jesus is, the promises that he has for you and I. And our hope for you is that each one of you walk with the Lord that you've accepted the gift of his salvation. So 
Um, if you have not, certainly grab one of these beautiful ladies um, and ask them that question, what does that mean? And we've all been there. Um, but it is well with your soul. That is our hope. And as I lead into this teaching today, um, you know, discipling children, I brought two of my eight daughters with me today. My Eleanor is number seven. She's 18, and she's on her way to ECU to do music therapy. God has placed a call on her life. And my youngest, Olivia, is turning 15 next month. Um, and so I brought them because I want them to share today. I feel like what they have to say is more important than what I have to say. Um, and so I'm going to open, though, with the thought, at the end of your days, ladies, what do you want to be remembered for? I mean, what really matters in the end of your days? And we don't know that sometimes when we're younger. You know, I challenge my girls with that. But as I've gotten older and wiser, and I'm a grandma, and I have a 32-year-old down to a 15-year-old, and what really matters is our relationship to the Lord. What really matters is the impact we have with our children because the legacy of faith gets passed on. And so today, I want to share some thoughts with you about discipling your children and why that matters. And I'm going to bring up my children to share the practical application of what that looks like in our home. And afterward, we're going to do prayer outside, prayer team. We're going to meet outside because I don't want anyone to leave with a burden today. And that mountain in front of you today may very well have to do with your children. But God can cast that into the sea. The victory is in him, his wisdom, and how to train up your children in the ways of the Lord. So as we kick off PwC summer session, you know, you're making history because COVID-19, we haven't been together for almost three and a half months, and yet here we are, enduring women, daughters of the king, mask and all, right, to be a part of something really special. And so I want to encourage you today, thank you for coming, because I do believe God has a word for each and every one of you today. So discipling our children, the definition of a disciple is a personal follower of Jesus. Amy, can you hear me well in the back? Okay. A student of a teacher is a disciple. So we're talking about discipling our children. So mom, you're the teacher, okay? Now some of you in the midst of COVID became the teacher, very unexpectedly. Amen? Come on. And that was scary, right? That was a little scary. But you did it. And being a homeschool mama, I can tell you you made a tremendous impact in the lives of your children by how you taught them. You may have had those moments like, I didn't do it good enough. That's the lie of the enemy, okay? And it's the same when we disciple our children in the Word of God. We get those lies. The enemy wants you to believe you're not doing it well. The enemy wants you to believe that your teenager just hates that time with you. And they, might, they may some days. But you know what, Mom? It's on us. God has asked something of us to lead our children, to point them to Christ. That's what discipling your children is. It's making Jesus the way of your home. Mom, you're the heart of your home. You set the, you set the schedule. You set the tone of your home. So you point them to Jesus by what? By modeling to them your relationship with him. And so I'm going to be hard on you today, but only in love, okay? And I'm going to be hard on you because I've learned this the hard way. I've had eight daughters. I've raised them up in the ways of the Lord to the best of my ability, and there's been bumps in that road. 
But I heard that call very clearly when my daughter was, my oldest was three years old. I just stepped out of the army. I was scared to death because I didn't know how to come home and be that mama. Someone else had taken care of my Elizabeth. I had been soldiering. And yet God said to me very clearly, Diana, what do you want for her? What do you want for your daughter? And I said, Lord, I want her to love you with all of her heart and with all of her soul and with all of her might. And he said, just focus on me and I'm going to help you do that. So ladies, that's where it starts. You must focus on the things of God. You must make your time with the Lord a priority in your day. We all have a to-do list. Yes? Come on. Do we have a to-do list? But at the top of that to-do list should be time for you with the Lord. Now, when my children were little, sometimes up, who was up five times last night? Where's she, Jen? You know, with the nursing baby, the baby that's teething, whatever that is. You know, rising earlier than my children wasn't always done. But when they got up, my priority was all of us in the Word of God. All of us worshiping together. So children's Bible time and worship was sometimes my time with Jesus. But our God is good, and he uses whatever we're willing to, to give to him, our time with him, to grow us in faith. Amen? So I want to encourage you with that. you got to get up in the morning. I just had this conversation with my second daughter, and she's a mama of a 3-year-old and an 18-month-old, and they are all-out firecrackers, okay? Strong-willed. From the minute they get up, they are just moving fast. And she said, Mom, I'm so weary, and I'm just tired. And in my conversation with her, I could hear her like barking at my grandchildren, and that was hurting my heart. But at the end of our conversation, I said, Hannah, you have the ability to change the way you're thinking today and how you can affect them. And it starts with the Lord. You have to get up, Hannah, in the morning and focus them on Jesus. You've got to get up and sit down with them for breakfast and just say, what's, what are you grateful for today? Tell mom what's Jesus done in your life that you're thankful for. That's how we start the day. Remember, Hannah, you grew up like this. So I'm just refocusing you, mom. Days are hard with little people in your home. Days are hard with teenagers in your home. But if you refocus and you say, Jesus, you're first in my life, God, give me the wisdom today. Give me the joy-filled heart. Let me model my relationship with you. And then let me share that with my children. It's the first tier of this discipling. It's the first tier, and it's what matters. So do your children see you abiding in Jesus? That's a, that's a question I'm going to leave with you, girls. And I hope it becomes, I want that to be what they see, Lord. Because all we got to do is declare that out loud. When, when we sang that song, it is well in my soul. Well, girls, listen, some days it's not. Amen? Some days you wake up and it's just not a good day. But I will tell you, if you will put that song in your heart and you declare every day, Lord, it is well with my soul, your heart will catch up because God is faithful. So trust him. Set the example. Abide in him. And when you abide in him, your children will see him in your actions, in your words, in your responses, in how you love others, and especially how you treat your husband. Now, that's a hard word too, isn't it? Because we're married to soldiers, we're married to warriors. We sometimes get talked to like we're their soldiers, amen? Come on. But when you focus on Christ, you'll be able to lightly say to your husband, now listen, don't be talking to me like I'm one of your soldiers now. Or 
when you feel you've been wrong, girls, just, just don't respond in that. Focus on Jesus. Remember how much he loves you. Remember Jesus is for your marriage. Remember you're the heart of your home. You can diffuse this right now or you can blow it up. But your children are watching. Model Christ before them. That's the first and foremost about discipling your children. And let me tell you something. When it gets really hard, when things are hard, when you're disappointed, and guess what? Your children are going to disappoint you. Your response to that is one of the best ways you can demonstrate Jesus because he gets disappointed in our behavior, doesn't he? And yet his love for us is unchanging. There's no condition placed on that love. And so I encourage you as you disciple your children that you demonstrate the love to them when they've disappointed you, when they've wounded you with words, when they've disobeyed you, that instead of reacting in an anger, frustration, or negativity, you remember how your father treats you and that that would be your heart. Prayer first. John 13, 35 says, by, by this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Let me tell you, if you demonstrate to your children, it becomes who they are. And I've watched my girls, I have eight daughters, there's not one perfect, but I've watched them learn to love others well. I've watched them move from place to place. We moved 13 times as a military family. I've watched my kids embrace new friendships. I've watched them be wounded by friends because sometimes friends are mean. But I've watched my girls not give up on friendships. I've watched my daughters pray for those who've wounded them with words. I've watched my girls continue to try to make a relationship right. That's not because I'm anything and all that. It's because Jesus in them is all that and allowing them to demonstrate his love to others. We're called to disciple. Matthew 28, 19 clearly tells us, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Go therefore and make disciples. Like we don't get a choice in this. So discipling, great topic. We don't get a choice in this. We've been called to something. And so I would challenge you with that. You know, you focus on the Lord because he's got you on a mission. He's got you on a mission as a military spouse, as a military family. And that heart that you're bringing into your home, what you're demonstrating, my goodness, you could go around the world with that and change lives one heart at a time. Think of that. Think of the power of that. God doesn't show any favoritism either. So again, discipling your kiddos. Like I might wake up today, I've, I've had eight under my feet, and I might try to play favorites because that one's being kind to mom. That one's obeying mom. That one's doing everything I've asked of her today. And the one who's been pushing my every button and disobeying and being mean to his sister, blah, blah, blah. It'd be easy to not disciple that one today. Like, I'm just not going to deal with you right now. But moms, God doesn't treat us like that, does he? You've got to love your children. You've got to love them well, and you can't pick favorites. In fact, the one that pushes your button is the one that's going to help you grow the most. So press in, lean into that relationship. And this is the key. These are relationships for a lifetime. Discipling your children, you, mom, are building a relationship with your children for a lifetime. COVID, I had every one of my daughters but one in my home every day. I fed the horde every day, and it became the joke. 
the horde is coming back. What a joy. Our, our food bill went out the roof. But I thought, what mom has the privilege that their adult children with their husbands who live close want to come to my house every day and play Zoom ball and eat food out of my fridge and hang out and play dominoes? And it was an amazing time. And my husband and I said, we must have done something very right with Jesus' help. So I want to encourage you with that. As you disciple your children, it's for a lifetime. So God says, therefore, go ye therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We're to teach our children. It goes on to say, teach them to observe all the things that I've commanded you. So mom, it starts with you again. You can't teach something you don't know. You can't draw from an empty well. So you have to be in the Word yourself. You've got to know what God's Word says. It's the beauty of this ministry. You pick a Bible study, you get in there, you're in the Word of God, memorizing Scripture, learning God's heart. So then you can apply that when you're talking to your children. It goes to Deuteronomy 6. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These words which I command you today shall be in your heart, but then you shall teach them diligently to your children. Ladies, it's a command God has placed on your life. When you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, and when you lie down and when you rise up, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as a frontlet between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. You are to teach your children the word of God. And it's great to have amazing teachers in, we used to do Awanas and Sunday school and those, that's, that's all, you know what that is? That's just icing on the cake. That's like you take your kids and like, wow, mom, somebody else is teaching their kids the word of God too, you know? But at home is where it starts. That fire, that desire to know God starts with you, mom. And you have that responsibility to teach your children. When it says put it as a frontlet, on your head. Again, it's back to what you model. Can they see that in you? Can they see the Word of God alive and well in you? Do they see Jesus in your actions, Mom? It's a hard word, but you want to be able to say yes. And when you fail, the best way to disciple is to apologize to your children, to humbly walk before them and say, Mom messed up. That wasn't my heart. Please forgive me. Go get that hug. Teenagers will run from you. Who has teenagers in here? You know what I'm saying, right? They will run from you. They don't want you to come near when they've, you've offended them, right? And honestly, my teenagers have offended me. But I just have to lay that down. And I need to go find my children. I need to look them in the eye, and I need to ask them to forgive me, and I need to get that hug. But isn't that how God treats us? Doesn't he wrap us in his arms, no matter how we're behaving? Doesn't he call us to himself? Yes, he does. Discipleship. Teach them the word diligently because they then, listen, will learn to run to God. If they see you run to God in your moments of weakness, if they see you respond with his heart in forgiving and in admitting you're wrong, asking for forgiveness, it's what they're going to do. And not always, just like we don't always do it, we fail, but God never does. So back to declaring out loud, Lord, I'm not in a good place today. Help me with this child. Father, I just failed. My heart is in a wrong place, as I gave the example of my own girl last week. 
but she received what I gave her. And she wrote me back and said, Mama, thank you for reminding me, pointing me back to Jesus, focusing on him, asking for his help, praying out loud. Just out loud in your home. Girls, you have the ability to take charge of your home. The Spirit of God dwells there. Declare it to be so when you wake up. Be bold in the Word of God and say out loud, Lord, I declare over my children, they are yours. Now, they may be like, what are you doing, Mom? But they should think you're a Jesus freak. Come on. They should. Truly, our love for him should be what motivates us. Our love for him and our love for them, because who deserves them? He does. He deserves the hearts of your children. And so I'm going to close with this thought. Why is it important to disciple your children? Because ultimately, what? He gets the glory. He gets the glory. My third daughter, Mary, who taught with me last semester, her and her husband have orders to Fort Riley. My grandma heart is sad. But you know what my husband said to me, as our warriors do? Diana, God said we're going to shoot our arrows somewhere, and we don't get to choose how far they go. So get over it, you know? We want our children to grow up in the ways of the Lord, be powerhouses for Christ, be sent into the world to raise families that love Jesus. Do the math, multiplication, that the world may know. That the world may know who our Jesus is because it's his word that sets people free. It's his word that heals us. Amen? And in this crazy time in which we live, discipling our children in truth because they're facing some really, really hard challenges. And we need to be the church that shows the love of Christ to the world. And so we want to build that foundation of faith through discipleship. I want to turn over practical application and allow my Ellie to share, or my Olivia first, I apologize, my Olivia first, a couple of things, practical application of what that looked like in our home. All right, so as she said, I'm the baby. <laughs> so I've had um, a lot to look up to as I've been growing up. Um, one thing I really want to talk about is how my mom taught me how to be intentional. Um, and I, as I have watched her be intentional. Um, I remember just as a little girl, she would always wake us up and she would have us sit down and she would just teach us devotions. And just every day she would um, encourage us and disciple us. Um, and just how she taught us to be intentional with our relationship with Jesus and how that taught me um, to be intentional with my family as well. Um, and just teaching us and discipling us. And she would teach us to wake up in the morning and dive straight into the Word so our day would just be filled with Jesus. And first, it was a discipline. You know, sometimes I'd wake up, sometimes I still wake up. And I don't want to do my devotions, but eventually it became a desire of my heart and how I learned to be intentional. I'm still learning how to be intentional. I have a lot to learn still. But just how she taught me and discipled me and she didn't just tell me to do stuff. I would see her and I would watch her be a woman of God and just how that encouraged me and taught me how to be intentional in my walk with God. And I'm just so thankful for her. So again, you have a choice to be intentional and sometimes they don't like it. But you know, sometimes we don't, girl. So I want to encourage you. Some days you wake up and feel like, oh, geez, I, I just can't sit down and read my Bible today. No, just do it. You know, just do it because God is faithful. He will meet you right there. My daughter, Grace, couldn't get on post today. She is my fifth daughter. She is married, um, and she shared some words that I just want to highlight. Again, what did you hear Olivia say? 
Discipleship starts by modeling. So Grace starts, over the years, my sweet mama has taught me many things, the most important being she instilled in me a desire to spend time with my heavenly father. My sisters and I spent countless mornings around breakfast table reading God's word and praying together. Honestly, it was rare for us to miss our morning devotions. Do you know what drove me to do that? My love for my Jesus. I don't have time to share my rescue story, but you all have one. And you could sit here today and not know who he is, but by his grace. And that's what motivated my heart every day. She wrote, when I grew old enough to make the choice for myself, my heart knew the answer. You can't make your children choose Jesus. But mama, start praying now. Start praying now for their heart. The foundation of my faith that my parents have given me has impacted every part of my life. Pursuing God's heart and plan for my life led me to pursue elementary education. Every day may feel like a battle, but the goal is to win the war with your kiddos' lives and hearts. She goes on to share just a minute, a little bit about marriage, uh, perspective of being a wife. Married for just a year and a half, so much of what I have brought into my marriage was gained from watching my own parents. As difficult as marriage can be, a long day of working or caring for your children, it can be so difficult to choose gracious words or kind reaction. As hard as it can feel to humble yourself and hold your tongue, I watched my mom. I cannot tell you how many times I watched her remain quiet and think carefully about the words that she was not going to say as she was frustrated with my father. I just want to encourage you. Your children are always watching. You're discipling by how you deal with the relationships around you. She ends with the most important lesson to teach our children. She said, this is... The woman, she talks about the Proverbs 31. This is the woman, wife, and mother we pray to be. This is a journey of grace, ladies, not perfection. You need to hear that. You're not perfect mamas. You are going to fail, but our Jesus never does. His grace is sufficient for you. She writes, I encourage you to give grace to yourself when you fail. Ladies, did you hear that? Give grace to yourself. Don't compare yourself one to another just you and Jesus, your relationship with him. Trust him to lead you as you disciple your children. Extend that same grace to your husbands and your children, no matter what's going on. And I'm going to let Ellie finish. Hey, guys. My name is Ellie. I am 18, and I'm number seven in the lineup, so I'm one of the babies. Um, a couple things I want to talk about today is the power of prayer as a parent and also um, the power of grace parenting. Um, so growing up in my home, I knew the Lord. Um, like, I, it, like Olivia shared, it was a regular routine to be at the breakfast table doing devotions together as a family. Um, but my faith really became real to me um, during my teenage years. Um, I really struggled with the spirit of rebellion. Um, I think my mom can attest to that, <laughs> raising, me, <laughs> raising me as a two-year-old. I was uh, a little hard. Um, but I really struggled with the spirit of rebellion. And so as I hit my teenage years, um, I, my faith was really shallow. And I knew the truth, but I, I hadn't had it for myself. Um, and so I went through a really dark time in my life, and I um, walked away from the Lord, made a lot of really bad decisions. Um, I pushed my family away in the midst of that, um, and I know I disappointed my parents in a lot of ways, but I, they kept praying for me, 
they kept pushing into me, um, praying for my heart, and I ended up hitting really rock bottom um, when I was 16. And I remember um, the unconditional love that my mom and my dad extended to me um, when, I, when I hit rock bottom and it pushed me back to Jesus. They, the power of the prayer, the prayer that they prayed of me um, and how they didn't give up on me. And um, it wasn't necessarily in anything that they said to me, but just knowing that they were there to support me, even in the midst of some of my worst mistakes, um, and really when I was at rock bottom. And so what I'm up here to tell you is that as from a teenager's perspective who walked away from the Lord and made all of the worst decisions, um, there is so much power in praying as a parent. And I know probably a lot of times, Mom, you would say that it felt like a hopeless situation. I'm very stubborn. Um, and so I, I know that there were probably a lot of times that it felt like there, it was going nowhere. Um, and I know for probably about five or six months, I was very like, into, like shut down, didn't really talk to a lot of people as I was going through that time, but my mom never stopped praying. Um, and when I eventually came to that crossroad, I was like, I'm either going to continue to go down this path or I'm going to choose Jesus. And when I decided to choose Jesus and follow him, and I actually got rededicated and I got baptized again, and through that time I found my calling, I'm going to be a music therapist. Um, when, I, when I hit that crossroad, my parents were praying for me, and they were there to support me and love me unconditionally and showed me so much grace. Obviously, they were there to protect me and put rules around me, but they showed me so much grace, and because of that, I am where I am today, and I have the testimony that I have. And I have the calling that I have because of the power of prayer and the unconditional love that they showed me as their rebellious teenager. Um, so I think that would be one of the biggest things that's impacted me and how my mom has discipled me. And now my relationship with Jesus, I watched hers growing up. It was shallow. It was still there, but it was shallow. And now as I've chosen it for myself, my mom is my biggest role model, watching how she loves people unconditionally, watching how she parents, how she's a grandma now, and how she has her healthy um, marriage. And so one day when I'm a mom and when I'm going to be married, like she's such an example to me. So The credit goes to Jesus. I don't and you don't have the wisdom or the grace or the enough to disciple your kids alone. Proverbs 22, 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. There's a lot of time from when you're training to when they're old, and things happen to kids. And my Ellie, she shared her story. She hit rock bottom, and it was hard. My oldest daughter currently, too, is still out there with some things in her life that don't honor God, but I never stop. Because our hope is in who? Our hope is in Christ. He is able, Mom. And so I want to give you today, I don't know where you are and where your kids are, that you have been called to disciple. You must. You must focus on the Lord. You must know God's word because things are going to happen that are hard in parenting. And if you don't have a foundation, Mom, you're going to crumble. 
but because I had my foundation, I declared who my God was. I'm looking at victory in the life of my daughter because I never stopped praying. And I give God all the credit for that. Remember, it's not in your strength or ability, but in his. The word tells us in Thessalonians that he who called you is faithful. So today, I want to encourage you. It also says in James 5.16, the fervent prayer of a righteous man. Well, I want to change that to the fervent prayer of a righteous mama. Availeth much. Our God hears our prayers. Our God, he just compels us to pray for our children in a way that we don't even know how to pray. And so as you choose today, and it is a choice. So my daughter said they had to choose Jesus. Moms, you can't make your kids choose Jesus. But you can choose to walk with him in such a way that it's, it is real. It is undeniable. And so when you come into their life in the roughest of rough, and you grab hold of them and you say, I am praying for you, they know you mean it. They know to who you go. They see Jesus in your, in your action because your faith in him not in your own ability. And if you ask my girls, I have said it every day of my life. This isn't about me. I could never, never have dreamed up my family or what he's allowed, the favor and blessing in my life. But because of Jesus, but because of Jesus, today each one of you can say that. But because of Jesus. So girls, give him all you got. Commit today. Time with him. First and foremost, we have no time to wait. And this time of COVID should have woken us up for that. We don't have tomorrow. We may not have tomorrow. So make today count. Passionately loving your Jesus, speaking bold truth, praying without ceasing for the hearts and lives of your children, your husbands, your families. Because the truth is the enemy hates that we love Jesus. So you wake up in a battle, but guess what? The battle's already been won. The victory is in Christ. And so today I want to encourage you, start today discipling your children. Just time in the word, turn on that worship music, and love them well. Love them well. So I know we're going to close in prayer. Should I do that? And then if you have prayers, we don't want anyone to leave with a burden today. So prayer team will be outside. Uh, waiting, and I'll be out there if you have any more questions of my girls or myself or prayer. So if you'll join me in prayer. Father God, we thank you for your faithfulness, God. We are thankful that truly, God, you are the faithful one. We don't do anything on our own. Your word promises that you are right there with us, never to leave us nor forsake us, God. That your Holy Spirit that dwells within us, God, is, is your voice is your leading, is your constant guide. So, Father, today, we as moms sitting here, we as daughters of the King, if we don't have children yet, God, we want to hear your voice and we want to respond. Lord, we want to commit our whole heart to you, Lord. And today, Father, we say thank you. We declare your goodness, your faithfulness, and we stand on your promises, Lord. May we go forth today encouraged, Father, equipped, and ready to do your will. Father God, we thank you for our families. We thank you for the call in our life as military spouses and families as well, Lord. Bless our husbands and all that they are doing. 
Help us to support them as we pray over them as well. And we thank you again, Lord, for a call to disciple. In Jesus' name we ask and believe. Amen. So run, get your kids. Hi, thank you for listening to Protestant Women of the Chapel, Fort Bragg. We are workers together for Christ. If you've been inspired, please share our podcast with those who could use a good word.